what up? Welcome to my very first video podcast, whatever you might want to call it right now. This is High Tea Therapy with Kingsley. I am your therapist, Kingsley. Uh, so, today's video podcast is brought to you by Strawberry Queen. It is a very legal Delta 8. Um, so, I have been thinking about doing this whole little thing, a YouTube podcast, all in one thing for a while now. Um, I've tried to make many different videos, and it hasn't really got that far. But I thought about the two things that have helped me the most. And for one, that is smoking, hence the name High. And then therapy. Now, I'm not talking about traditional therapy, though I have tried it once. Still plan to look into it eventually. Um... But I I do therapy with myself, meaning I talk to myself about issues and things that have been going on in my life. And um, I counsel myself. I, I know right from wrong. It's been ingrained in me for a while. Um, sometimes I choose to do wrong, sometimes I choose to do right. That's neither here nor there. Um, but I just want to take the time to go ahead and start this. And um, kind of let everybody know what this channel, what this podcast is going to be about. Um, so, let's break down the name first. It's High Tea Therapy with Kingsley in quotations. That's not going to be the actual name, but you get it. I'm Kingsley. I'm here. Um, so, High Tea. It's spelled H-Y-G-H. That's high. And you'll understand the more we learn each other on why it's spelled the way that it's spelled. But high because <laughs> we like to get a little high. T. That's in the letter T. And that's because this is also a therapy session for a black, trans, masculine, trans, both right now are interchangeable. We'll learn who I am and what I am as we learn to love each other, you know? And then therapy, because I thought about how I wanted to get what I had to say out there. And I've seen, you know, YouTube videos of trans guys, you know, just basically sharing their journey over their transition history or progression and then um, I've also listened to what, what I feel like is the only black trans podcast out there right now. I haven't found any others, although I haven't really looked that much either. But, hey, I've seen how they make their content and things that they do. And the one thing that I really just want to do is just sit down 
about. Just talk about anything and everything. Talk about things that's happened in my life. Talk about things that I've noticed, experienced. And yeah. So, let's go ahead and we go. Start it up a little bit. This video is brought to you by Delta 8 Strawberry Queen. It is totally legal. And I want to throw this little tidbit out there right now. Um, I am of the legal age to do this. And like I said, it is legal. This is not pure THC. I want to throw that out there. This is mixed with um, CBD and the legal amount for where I am residing at. Of THC, I have the paperwork and analytics because I couldn't pronounce that for a second. Um, you know what it is. And so yeah, honestly, my thoughts or my idea on how I wanted this to go is just that I, I sit down. I light me up one. Make sure you grab your waters. And, you know, just we talk. Say whatever's on our mind at the moment. Just let our hearts speak what we need to speak. There are some things that I want to talk about, you know, as this goes on. I actually have some topics and things that I do want to share and, you know, talk about. Right now, this is introductory. This is just me sitting down, getting over the nerves of it all, and just saying what I need to say. So, uh, let's start out by introducing myself again. I am Kingsley, Kingsley Devon, and I am your therapist for today. I know, right? Me, your therapist, I'm really my own therapist. And, you know, if you get a little therapy out of this, Hey, now you just gonna sit here, laugh, and look at me. Hey, or listen to me, however you are hearing this or seeing this, uh, because I am making a video as well as a podcast. And so, yeah, so I am Kingsley. I am a black trans man. My pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, got me, I even got on my, my queer shirt today. Let you know I'm a little queer. <laughs> um, I started transitioning in December of 2021. Um, I took my very first shot on December 16th. So that is my, uh, my tea day, my, my, my birthday new birthday um so i am currently seven months into my transition 
because it is July now, yeah. So yeah, I'm seven months into my transition. It's been a lot of good days, a lot of bad days. Well, eh, I don't really say bad days. I mean, there's some things that are just kind of like I could have done without, but I know that it's all a part of the process and the journey. Um, give me one second. I am looking for something to actually. I, I don't even know. I don't have nothing yet. Supposed to have all this stuff. Uh, damn, but I was just so excited. I just sit down and start talking. I've been thinking about this concept for a long time, and just I want to go ahead and get it out there. Um, so what this journey has looked like for me, honestly, has just been it's been a real eye opener into me and the things that I like and that I don't like. Um, like before transitioning. I um well let's let's just let's let's tell a little story. How about that? So, um growing up I was a follow the rules type of person. Um did as I was told and I didn't really have any problems with it. I mean if I do what I'm told, I don't get in trouble. That's less stress, less eyes on me so that I can actually do what I wanna do in my life. Honestly, it's like you got to play by the rules in order to know how to bend the rules. That's what I, my philosophy was, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I did as I was told. And uh, when there were things that varied from what I was told, of course, you know, I knew who and what to say and how to say it, when to say it. And that worked for me for a long time. Um looking back on my life I've always known that I was attracted to women so um, let's let's throw this in there if you don't know what a trans man is let me break it down to you or what I am as me saying I'm a trans man so I am a fab assigned female at birth and uh, eventually I transition and am in transition into being a man being looked at as a male not a male I'll explain why I said that later but as a man because I never be a male but um so I've always known growing up as a young girl that I was attracted to women right I was first attraction to a woman that I ever had and this should have really been the kicker to me knowing that I wanted to be a guy but I mean I was young no language no role models no nothing so to speak so um, I was first attracted to my first grade teacher I will never forget that woman for as long as I shall live um, in my opinion she was guys give to earth but look she's my first grade teacher 
she was this white lady, blonde hair, you know, the whole nine of the of that spectrum, right? And um, now I can't even remember why I, I just I felt for her. I guess maybe because she connected with me as a person, you know, like some people will talk at you, and it's like. Um, you, you got you just you hear what they say but I mean there's there's no depth no meaning behind what they're saying it's not like they're talking to you as a person and are trying to get you to listen understand and care about what it is they're trying to say right so to me she was that person for me like I don't know I just I like the way she taught I like the way she engaged with her students I like how she didn't take no shit as a teacher so these teachers would let you walk all over them some of them would just downright fucking crazy but uh yeah she didn't take no shit and i liked it about her and to me she was beautiful you know she had the long hair nice shape she was great and so i knew that i i liked her because i got this feeling for her and i remember that i went home uh and i was going to make a i guess what people would call like a mixtape or like a I don't know. When I was growing up, we had the little cassette thingies. Like you put them in there, hit the record button, and start recording. If I guess that's what those things called me. I don't even know the name of, but I know that I was in a little thin line of between old and new. Let's just say that. So. uh I went home and I used to watch my brother like he would record songs to like learn them you know try to rap to them rap over them things like that so I watched him pretty much you know use those in the little radio system that we had and so what I did was I tried to record this song for her and I didn't never know the name of the song uh, but as I got older and I started to remember this story and I would tell it to certain people or whatever I realized the song was In Those Jeans by Genuine Child. I think that's by him. Child, it might not be by him. And I can't even look it up right now to see because mm, showing some stuff right there. Mm -mm, I don't know. In Those Jeans, though, was the song. And so uh, I wanted to play that song, like record it and play it for her, get her some flowers. And then I wanted to... Uh, just profess my love to her I had this letter that I sat there and I just wrote on all night like I was so prepared to go ahead and do that but the only reason why I did not just put myself out there like a weirdo was because I started to have nerves about shit and I don't feel a lot but when I feel something so intensely um I just I know that that means something something isn't right or I should just sit down and think about what I was gonna do so I never did end up telling her that how I felt or whatever. But um, I just, I, I started to realize that I was a little different than my peers or whatever. And um, I know that though, I, I still, I really liked her and she at the time had three kids and was pregnant with her fourth child and i just i wanted to marry her and be the stepfather that i knew i could be to her children um 
but you know, eventually I moved on. Um, and the reason why I moved on is because also I I didn't like I said I didn't connect with people as easy as other people would connect with people, or if they was pretending, I don't know. If I didn't feel no real connection with you, I couldn't be myself around you. I couldn't express myself to you. I couldn't talk to you. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. Like, you know, you associate with people in school. And it, it true to this day, I understand what my mom used to say when she'd be like, you don't have friends, you have associates. And that is so true because, I, I mean, I associated with these folks. These folks wasn't my friends. But in my mind, they were my friends. So eventually I found, you know, I found friends. So to speak. And um, then I started to realize that I had attraction to women because I would start to fall for these friends that I had. Whenever I felt like I had a connection with a person, I started to like mm, fall for them or just be really attracted to them in whatever way, whether it was whatever way. Because I was a promiscuous but no not promiscuous because it's not like I was just out here really doing things or anything like that but I was well in tune with my sexual energy as a child like yeah I was very in tune with my sexual energy from from knee high to a grasshopper I was in tune with myself always so um, I started to realize that I would find attraction to friends or girl friends or whatever like and I was kind of like I, I I kept that in my back pocket because I growing up you you kind of know that the right way to go is if you're a woman you be with a man if you're a man you be with a woman. That's what I was told. So I put that in the back burner. I would never profess any love to anybody, but I would start to date guys and stuff growing up. I thought guys were cute. I mean, they seem cute. They was what I was supposed to like, so I mean, hey, it's whatever, right? So, um, I would date guys or whatever, but then as as I got older and I dated guys, and then I, I finally started to gain a consciousness as to that I am here on this earth. I am making memories. I am making a life. I am trying to develop connections. I realized that the connections that I was building with these guys was just, it was... Paper thing, like I don't know. It just it was boring to me. The connections that I had with guys was really, really boring. And but I realized that the connections that I had with with certain friends or certain women was like real, real deep to me at the time. It was like it had some substance to it, you know. It was it was a little deep, right? So I finally um, started to just you know embrace the fact that I like women once I got into middle school um I would say that like I was in sixth grade when I had this real deep attraction to a girl um a best friend of course at the time uh, but she didn't really like me and then you know, it's understandable I mean everybody ain't gonna like you as cute as I think I am everybody has the right to choose what they choose and if not like it because what you choose you know live that life of course but uh so, I was, like, really head over heels for this girl. Like, would do anything in the world for her. But, um, of course, she didn't like me. And I ended up confiding in this to another friend that I had at the time. Um, and in return, she confided in me that she liked women. And I was like, oh, wow. 
This is new. I like that. <laughs> and so we get to talking, we get to chatting, and you know, doing our thing. And then, lo and behold, this becomes my very first girlfriend. The friend that I confided into about the love that I have for another friend. I ended up dating that girl, right? First girlfriend ever. Dated her all throughout my middle school career. And, um, I just knew she was the one. I knew. I was like, yo, I'm finna marry her. I had this ring that I gave her. Or maybe it wasn't a ring. Maybe she gave me a ring. I don't know. And then, like, I gave her a key. Because, you know, that old saying, you got the key to my heart. I gave her a key. Like, where does my your neck? You got my heart on your neck, girl. Better wear that shit. I just knew she was the one. Uh, eventually, we graduated. And, um... I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not a very good storyteller, but I just talk and, you know, stuff comes out and I remember things. Um, so, hold on. Talking too much and I ain't smoking no more. So, um, we, like I said, we dated, um, and I, I remember our date, like, it's very ingrained into our head because... I was, I'm, I'm a romantic person. I'm very romantic. When it comes to dates with people that I find important or memories or anything like that, I remember those like the back of my head because I value certain connections or whatever. So um, we used to pass notes back and forth to school, you know, little love letters, you know, something to keep, keep you going throughout the day or whatever. And um, it was coming up at that time on like our three-month anniversary because I, I would never forget the note or whatever and I had the note and you know you know I'm you kids and me being a, not a typical woman at the time or a little girl at the time I didn't carry like purses and all the little things that little girls carry you know keep their shit in or whatever I carry my backpack my, my notebooks and and some jeans and some pockets I mean that's all I had so when I got the note of course I stuck it in my pocket kept it going about my day Get home, throw my clothes in the wash. Don't think nothing of it. I mean, I was content with the life that I was living. One fatal day. I don't know what the hell this nigga was doing. But my older brother was washing clothes. It was me, my mom, and my brother at the house at the time. Um, And he was washing clothes. And... uh he found the note. He found that note that I had wrote to, uh, I mean, no, that the girl had wrote to me. And I don't know what possessed this man to do this, but he uh, read it out loud. Now, like I said, me and my mom and my brother in the kitchen. And the washing and dryer and stuff is in the kitchen as well, in my house. So he read the note out loud. And um, my mama was standing over the stove making, I think, breakfast. This had to be a weekend or something because this was around Christmas time. I can tell you how I know because, like I said, I remember the date. We got together in September of 2011, child. And it was our three-month anniversary, so that made that December. So I was at home, I believe, for, like, Christmas break or something. And I don't know why this note... 
Well, no, like I said, it's three months, so I probably got it right before school was out, or it was a weekend or something. I don't know. I'm as I'm remembering this, I'm just I'm asking myself questions, counseling, you know, therapy. We talking about it. So, um, he read the note out loud, and it was like, I don't know. At the end of it, it was like Merry Christmas, Happy three month anniversary or whatever. And so when he read it, my mama looked at me like. What that is? What that nigga talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. What is he talking about? Somebody let me know. I don't know. So, my mama, she like, when she want to know something, when she's serious, she's serious. Ain't no playing games. She could think it's the funniest thing in the world, but when she want to know something, she gonna want to know something. So, she's standing there cooking waiting and i'm looking back at my brother and he just laughing and giggling and just like he like what's going on yeah so i'm like man i'm like it's not even what y'all think like it's not that's from my girlfriend and she was like i don't give a damn who it's from like you're not supposed to be dating nobody so what is this and I was like, I don't know, so much I was feeling in that moment like, child, I just told you that I had a girlfriend. We done skipped over that part. And you worried about the fact that I'm dating. I don't know. But... Mama had a right, in a way, to feel the way that she feel about me dating. Like I said, I was, it's 2011, so I was like 13 at the time. 12, 13, one of those numbers. I want to say, because what's my little brother born? 2011, 17. I, I was around that age, 12, 13, something like that. And so, um... When I was young, like real young, even though I had been dating people, I told you, like, I dated guys in, in elementary and shit like that. Even though I had been dating people, I had made this vow or this promise to my mama or to myself. I don't know who I made it to at the time, but I remember I had said that I wasn't going to date anybody, anything, anything until I was 21 years old. And mom was like, Yes, she is. I don't believe that. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I ain't finna date nobody. Like, I don't I don't feel like I had any connections with anybody. And if I had to date men and be with a man for the rest of my life, baby, I don't want to date nobody, honestly. So she was like, okay, put it on paper. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what that mean to me? So we wrote it out. And I signed it and everything. And I, I feel like she kept it. I don't know. I've never really talked about it. I might have talked to her about that. But in that moment, she was like, you know, you're not supposed to be dating anybody. And I feel like that might have been what she was referencing to. Or it could have been the fact that I was still probably too young to be dating anybody. What the hell I know about dating nobody? I don't know. Um, so, she was like, yeah, you ain't supposed to be dating nobody. I was like, okay, I mean, it's fine. Of course, I was still going to date her. I mean, y'all wouldn't even supposed to know that. Of course, so, shit. 
was like, okay. I mean, I think I go back to school. What you gonna do? Put me out of school or something? I can't see her no more. I don't know. I was still see her. It ain't like I'm out here really, really dating. Like we going out on dates and shit. We fucking twelve and thirteen years old. I gotta see this woman at school every day. So while I'm in school, this gonna be my little girlfriend, and we gonna go on about our life. Okay, okay. Everything was cool, fine and dandy, right? I guess they didn't satisfy my brother enough that he he didn't get the reaction to whatever that he wanted to get in that moment. So his little sneaky butt decided he wanted to go tell my auntie. Now, in my house, in my household, it was my aunt, my brother, me, my mama. And I want to say my little brother, but I don't know. Like, no, yeah, he had to be that young because he was born in 2009. Yeah, I don't know. My math ain't mathing right now. But, um,. So he decided to go tell my aunt. So we live with my aunt. And my aunt is a regular church goer in a Baptist church. She believed in the Lord and all that he, or that they, meaning Christians, and, uh, no, Baptists, not Christians, Baptists believe in the, the, the religious church home, right? And I mean, I was raised in a church. We we pretty much went to church every Sunday. Sometimes on Wednesdays, sometimes on Fridays. And the first week of every summer, baby, we was in church, you know. And don't let it be another service at another church. You was at that service, too. <sighs> yeah. So he decided he wants to go tell my aunt. And it, time had went on. I had... Went into my room, or yeah, my room at the time, and I went to sleep, moved on my life. So it was like nine o'clock, it's some o'clock at night, because I know I was I was supposed to be getting up, getting ready to go have, do my nightly routine, so I can get ready for the next day or whatever. And my aunt had called me, woke me up out of my sleep to calm me down and talk to me. And she was like, she was like, do you like girls or whatever? I was like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, what? She ain't like that answer. She's not like that answer at all. And so, she just got upset. So, this time, like, we're living in my aunt's house. Me, mom, and my brother, we're all living in my aunt's house. And my aunt pretty much took care of everything in her house. And she took care of me being her. Let me let me stop right here. When I say my aunt, she is not my mother's sister. She's actually my mama's aunt. So my granny is her sister. My mama's mama is her sister. So it's my mama's aunt. I just call her Annie because it's easier than saying what she is, which is like grand aunt. And that's just, that's too much. What what the fuck that mean? It's fine. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to put you in. I'm going to sparkle a little bit later. So, uh, she took care of me for whatever reasons at the time that I did not know. I do know now, but she took care of me, basically kind of took me out of her wing. She would get my hair done. She would 
paid for me to have a cell phone. My mama did not want me to have a cell phone for the longest amount of time. And when I got a cell phone, two different times that I did, somehow my mom was like, you don't need that. That's not what you need. So we're going to take that from you. She calls. My first phone was bought by my dad and got that taken within two days of having it. The next phone, another situation. I had that phone for a while, but my mama decided she would take that. So at this time, uh, I believe I had finally earned the rights to having a phone for real. And I had a cell phone in mind I had, was paying for. And so she, when she heard that I liked women, and that was not what she felt like she wanted for my life or what she wanted to hear, she took the phone from me. And I was like, okay. I couldn't really do much on that phone anyway. When I first got the phone, the initial prim premises of me having that phone was that it was solely for talking purposes. Um, I couldn't take it to school. I could just have the phone to talk. So, I mean... I was gonna miss talking to my best friend. The be the first best friend that I'll tell you about that was n not the girl that I'm dating at this particular time. I would talk to her every day. Cause this is my best friend. I mean, despite whatever feeling that I felt for this woman, I knew that this woman did not like me because she liked the men or whatever. This is my best friend. So, I mean, I couldn't talk to her on the phone no more. And that was cool because we had a house phone. And it, when I was on punishment from my cell phone, I could just use the house phone. And I had to memorize my best friend's number. So I called to tell her that I had got my phone taken, don't call it, and whatever the will the will the. So, you know, just we go on about our lives. So uh, that's just kind of like my little coming out story or whatever. And me knowing that I, I've always liked women. So fast forward to, you know, now I've been out for a while, um, been told that my life that I'm living is incorrect and I should probably work on it and I would try to do that, you know. Um, eventually I ended up going off to high school and I graduated from middle school and my, my mom met the girl. Um, she met her for the first time at my graduation. She took pictures of us. She, she didn't really care. Like, she supported me. She loved me through my lifestyle or whatever. So, I, I go to high school, and me and the girl tried to make it work. We went, ended up going to separate high schools. So, we tried to make it work. And it it didn't work. Um, we actually ended up breaking up, like, uh, maybe a couple months or so into high school. We just we realized that, I mean, we wasn't going to ever really see each other anymore. We, did, we couldn't really talk much because, I don't know, either she didn't have a phone or she just didn't want to talk to me. I don't know. But we just, we really didn't talk that much outside of school. So we kind of broke up mentally and moved on about our life. And I'm in high school, and I'm in an academic high school. I'm in the type of high school you go to where you want to further your education so you go to college or high school at the same time, type of school I was in. And it was well out of the realm of my neighborhood. The the name the city's high school that everybody goes to. You know, it's like you go to one middle school, I mean one elementary school in the area, then you turn around and you go to the spin off middle school in the area and then there's a high school that everybody goes to. If you choose to go to it. And there was some other few high schools in the like 
further down that people might well go to. I chose to go co completely out of the realm of anything that anybody ever knew, for real, when they think of high schools, to go to, to high school. But I didn't even actually even go to that school. They had a program through that school that was in another little sub-school on a college campus. Well, at the time, it's a community college. And so, um, I chose to go there, so... Now, the school that I was supposed to go to, I thought I was going to be learning at and just getting the credits for for college or whatever. That wasn't even it. So now it's even further away in a whole completely different other city. So at this time now, I'm having to ride the bus to school, like getting up early in the morning, riding. I've never rode the bus to school in my life because both of my middle school and elementary school is right street from my house. Literally, like, one was on one block, the other was on the other block. You can go one way, one way. If you know, you know. So, uh, now I have to ride the bus to school, and I'm getting up early in the morning or whatever, and, and this is the first time I've ever had to go to a place where I didn't know anybody. Like, like I said, everybody who went to the elementary school pretty much went to the middle school, so who you saw last year, you was going to see the next year. So, I'm going off into completely new territory, and um, I'm riding the bus. Now, I did happen to make some other friends along the way, outside of these two girls that I'm talking about. And the reason why, you, like I said, I don't connect with people very well, but I, I make friends easily. I, I have always made friends easily because I can talk to you. I can sit and have a conversation with you. I can small talk. I don't like to small talk, but I can small talk enough to where we can develop a friendship and we can be cordial with each other and have a nice little good conversation with going about our lives, right? So, um... I met uh, some other people at the school that, like, you, I knew of or either I hung out with. And they ended up going to the same high school as me. So, I wasn't going completely in. No, I had a couple of friends. Well, a couple of people that I knew that I feel like we would have became friends because we were all in the same predicament. We were all going to a new school. And from knowing everybody at our school to going to a completely new school. So, uh, I made some friends or whatever. And, um. At the particular high school that I went to, it was it was a school that was forming on its own. It had just been in production since 2010. So I was going there in 2012. I believe 2012 was my first year there. So it had only just been up two years. And so they were trying to break away from the school that they was partnered with, which was the school that I thought I was going to go to. So let's just call it Temple Creek. Temple Creek was trying to break, I mean, uh, Temple Creek was a school that I thought I was gonna go to, and John Moore was a school that I thought that I was going, uh, that was breaking away from Temple Creek. I'm getting a little mixed up. So, um, so, um, yeah, so, get to John Moore and John Moore was a school where they were taking people from one district so I was in one district of the school let's call that um, Temple District and they were taking people from another district which is called Crest District and they were putting them all into one school right oh hell well I be damn my girl that came on over here gonna just throw everything off and put a big ass smile on my face like a weirdo, right? So they're taking people from one district, 
to the other, and they were putting them all in one school, right? So the people that came from my district, like I said, that I knew them from the school that we came from, they, uh, we were all kind of clicked together because we was, it was just a lot for us. So, hey. <laughs> when I see you, I was like, oh shit. What the fuck did I walk in? <laughs> I mean, what's, what's what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. This is hot tea. <laughs> hot tea therapy. We, we therapizing over here. Yeah. With the blood and everything. Yeah. It's hot tea therapy. Okay. We explain to the folks, you know, we get a little high, we sip a little tea, talk about tea, have some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's good. We're going to put that in the beginning. Hold on, y'all. We'll be back. All right. Sorry, we had a short little old intermission. Uh girl came over surprised me in my house and uh so yeah well uh let me get back to the story in just a second so um like i was saying so temple district ended up getting with crest district and they brought over some students all together who decided that they wanted to go to this collegiate high school and get dual credit classes. So, uh, so the people that I, I went to the school with, we ended up becoming closer to um, one another because we were the only people that like, we knew each other. And then there was a group from Crest District that some of them started to combine with, you know, who we would notice and eventually we kind of both just disbanded we kind of both combined into one particular group of, of friends at this moment and so um so we uh we just you know kind of endured life in school together so i at the time i was transitioning from being a socialite or what I felt like was a socialite because you know like I said I had all these different people girlfriends and things that I was trying to connect with or whatever I went from being a socialite to trying to be academically inclined right I'm, I'm not saying that I wasn't already academically inclined I knew how to do what I could do to get to where I needed to get to in school Why you go back? My account's still messed up. <laughs> Is it gonna bother you when we go? Why you doing your thing? No, nah, you want me to keep you at the camera? Or you want to stay in the camera? Don't matter to me. Okay. Is it gonna bother you? No, but you messing up my thought process now. Sorry. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was transitioning from being a socialite to being academically inclined. So when I first got to school, I was on my P's and Q's. Like, I was 
headband in the books. I was always at the library. I was uh, I was doing my homework, trying to bake nothing but straight eggs. I was like, you know, I don't feel like I'm really going to connect with any of these folks in here for real. People that I do, of course, are still kept in contact with at school. But I was just like, I just, I want to get my life back on track because that was something that was kind of taught to me or like you know you had to make certain grades you had to be at a certain level but I was like you know well, let's get into that lifestyle let's see what that's about I want to be a I wanted to be a doctor at the time so I was like yeah let's go ahead so I was always on my P's and Q's I you know I hung out with some friends but sometimes like it would be like two or three weeks in between me seeing these folks that I went to school with every day because like I said we was on a high school and college campus so we had our own little high school that they created and then there was literally like walk across the street and it's the college campus over there. But I was always on the college campus. Our school wasn't nothing but a whole bunch of little trailers merged together to make a school, right? And I was like, nobody wanna be over there. This shit ghetto, everything outside. And she gotta go outside from one room to the next. That's too much. I don't like being outside like that. So I'm, I'm being the college campus where everything is together. They got computer labs, they got the gym, they got everything over there. I'm gonna be over there. So I was always, and pretty much all of my classes were over there anyway. Like I said, I wasn't a, a dumb kid. Like, I passed all my shit growing up. So everything that transferred over, I was pretty much ready for college. I had nothing, but I think I had one high school class, and then I had to check in, of course, for homeroom. So that's the only two times that I would ever go over there to the high school campus. So it'd be weeks and shit in between. And this I know, too, because we had a dress code. And I came to school never in dress code, baby. I wasn't finna wear that ugly-ass button-down shirt shit that they had us wearing. I didn't want to wear that. I came dressed in my pajamas with my pillow, my blankie, and I was ready for whatever class I had to go to that day. So, um, I got off track from whatever the hell I was talking about. But, uh... She back there distracted. I, I was been looking at her in this camera. I need to move past this camera because I just been looking at her talking. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I was. All my friends, they was basically like, you know, shit. We don't see you. Hey, we forget you even go here. I was like, cause him, I was over there. Like I'm over there from the time we get off the bus. I go. We had a subway on campus and everything. So I go over to the subway, probably get me a uh, a pizza roll up, find my first class. Be in class all day, you know, take him a little nose, do him a little thing, go to the next class, go to lunch. I think I sometimes, no, 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 I didn't really go to lunch over on campus. So, uh, the year ends, and, um, that's pretty much the end of, like, my freshman year. Like, I thought I was going to be valedictorian by the time I graduated high school, honestly, because that's the road I was traveling down. And so, uh, sophomore year rolls around. That's the next level, right? It's freshman, sophomore, okay, yeah, sophomore year rolls around. This is what I should have been smoking sophomore year, baby, because everything went to hell in the handbasket, okay? And I don't know what the fuck happened from whenever the hell I got it. It was three months. It's like summer three months. It was three months. I don't know what the fuck happened, but... Um, it's like life just hit me in the face and I started to realize that I was really here on earth and I was making memories and I was doing things. Y'all remember that from earlier? Yeah. 
So sophomore year comes around, and um, I, I think I'm just, I'm super depressed. Like all I want to do, I mean, I'm still making, you know, making good grades, and this, that, and third. But now every so often, I'm skipping a couple of classes. I mean, I could afford to do it. Like I said, I was still doing what I was supposed to do, except for one class, which was world history, world government, some dumb shit like that. I don't know. I could not pass that class. You know why I couldn't pass that class? Because it was a bitch in there that I liked. And that's why I couldn't pass the class. Now now we're transitioning back from academically inclined to socially inclined. Remember told you I couldn't connect with nobody? I found somebody I was connected with. And the start is in there. So, I would only have maybe one or two classes with this girl. But like I said, we're on a college campus. We pretty much have our freedom. As long as you are on, they try to make it to where we have to blend, make, let the college people know. Because then again, we're in high school. We're like 12 and 13 at this point. Like, we little babies up in this bitch with these grown-ass folks that are over there on the college campus, they wanted to make it, you know, hey, you college people, these are little kids. Don't flirt with these little kids. Don't do that. You know, some of them actually look kind of grown. Don't do that. They try to do all that. But if you know me, you know my stature, you know my sneakiness, you know who I am, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm always get it done right, right? So, um, I had, like, I think that was, like, the only class I had was. So, every day. I'm looking forward to this class. Like, I don't know what it is about her. She was very academically inclined. And a little bit socially inclined. So she was kind of, I don't know, I just, I wanted to learn from her. I guess that's what we can say. Like, she intrigued me. And so I would always you know, every day I'm just in class just thinking about her in this one particular class. Whenever I didn't see her, I was cool. I was able to focus, get my shit together. This particular class, baby, it was not, I just, it was not it. I don't know what was going on, but I felt fucked out that damn class. I had to drop it. No, I don't even think I dropped it. I think I failed it. Yeah, I just straight up failed it. At the time, I didn't know about dropping a class. Had I known that you could have dropped the class that you were not doing well in, I probably would have did that shit. But didn't nobody tell me about that. I just thought, like I said, I told you again, I just followed the rules, you know, get shit done right. So that I, I mean, get shit done the way they want you so that you can do what you want to do the way you want to do it, right? So I didn't drop the class. I just ended up failing the class. But after having the class for her and getting to know each other, we started to, you know, kind of develop a, a friendship. And this particular girl that was in this class was also in the group of friends that I had started. Remember the people from Temple Crest and the people from Crest, I mean Temple Crest, I'm getting the districts mixed up. Temple District and Crest District. We all came together. She's one of those friends in that group, right? So, I don't know. Throughout the whole high school career me and her became really close in the group of friends that we had like the whole group of friends we really got really close as a unit uh, 
but of course, little things, life will happen to different people different ways. And some people end up getting sent to different schools. Some people end up, yeah, some people just end up getting sent to different schools. So our group of how many ever slowly started to decrease over the years, as it should be. You know, you find out who your real friends are through our life, whatever. So, um, I really check the edge. I don't like. We're going to get to how I start smoking, too. Because this is not really what I normally smoke, but we're here now. So, um, we all end up getting closer. And, you know, there's friendships formed within the friendships. It's a group of us, but there's certain people that connect with certain people a different way. Um, yeah, I had, I was slowly starting to develop different connections for different things with different people inside this group. And I loved it because this is the first time that I was ever truly connecting with folks outside of those two girls from the first school, right? So me and the girl that was in the class with me, let's call her Kelsey. Kelsey was, um... The one that I, I gravitated to the most. She knew a lot of things in a lot of different areas that were foreign to me that I didn't know nothing about. And she showed me things and tried to pull me into different ways that intrigued me and I wanted to learn about. Um, and so she first, let's say, introduced me to, made me aware of this app is called Tumblr. Old Tumblr. The good Tumblr. That was a great era. But um, she introduced me to that app. And when she introduced me to it, I got exposed to a bunch of different things. That's when I started learning about what androgynous means. She was like, she wanted to be androgynous. That's something that she thought was like, was for her. Like, she wanted to be able to look masculine and feminine at the same time and i was like oh that's really cool like i i was a tomboy i had long hair and i mean you knew i was a, a woman so yeah but i didn't really dress like you know i dress kind of tomboyish kind of not because it's like my family didn't want me to dress a certain way and i didn't buy my own clothes at the time and stuff like that so, I mean, I had a couple things that, you know, I made to do what to do with what I had to work with or whatever. Um, but she said she wanted to be androgynous. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? She explained to me. I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then it's, she started to slowly introduce me into the the online world of the LGBT community, right? I mean, I was already always in it because, like I said, I, I dated women, like... And I, I was bisexual up until freshman year. Let's say that. I came out as bisexual in middle school, seventh grade, you know, with old girl and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, I'm bisexual because I end up, I did have a boyfriend. I skipped right over his ass. See, I told you these connections with these men, they was never nothing. Like, there was nothing really to remember. Like, I can remember it, of course, because, I mean, there's things that got me along the journey that I'm on, right? But... Um, it was a guy in between. That's probably no, that's not probably why shit went down here because he lived for all that shit. But yeah, I dated this guy, um, and uh, 
So I was bisexual. And then meeting her, talking to her, she she showed me the online world of the LGBT community for what it was back in, what was that, 2012, 2013, 2014. So it's not like how it is now. Definitely not. But, um, you know, you you see certain folks. Like, everybody on there is pretty much, you know, gay, well, lesbian, because that's what we were at the time. So, yeah. So, and then we find this one guy, or this one person on Tumblr, that at the time was going by they, them pronouns. And that was the first time that I was introduced to different pronouns. I didn't know that was possible, you know, because I... She, her, or if you're a woman, he, him, or if you're a boy. Or, you know, and people don't even realize it's pronouns. Because at the time, I didn't realize it's pronouns. Like, as great as of a writer, of a talker, English, not major, because I didn't really care to major in English. But I could pass English and composition pretty well. But he confused the hell out of me on what the hell a pronoun, an adjective... A verb, well, I know what a verb is. A verb is also another one, something you do. But all of them other little stuff to, to make up all of that shit, I ain't know what the fuck it was, honestly, either. But, I mean, you know what to call somebody when you're looking at them, right? So when they go by they, them, I was like, mm, that's interesting. I don't know why, but I was really drawn to this person. And at this time, I know they probably had to be, like, well older. Like, maybe they was probably being seeing in high school. I don't know how old people were back then, but I, you know, to me, anybody that I don't see physically or I'm around is older than me for some reason. So, um, you know, I keep them in the back of my pocket. I'm still knowing that I'm just, I'm a woman and I, I'm, you know, and I like women. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's, that's whatever. But I mean, it stayed in the back of my mind. Like, hmm. Then I got introduced to the term gender fluid, meaning that you can fluctuate between both genders, male and female. And I was like, that feels like me because I don't necessarily feel like a girl. I don't necessarily feel like a boy on some days, right? So some days I'm totally feminine, wanna wear my tight jeans, my, my shirt to show my breasts, I want my hair down, down my bag, I wanna look like, you know, what you want me to look like, right? But then there be times when I'm just wanna throw on something loose, you know, and just put my hair up and, you know, be more masculine. And at the time I was going through a little journey with my hair as well. Um go back to this aunt, remember aunt from the beginning I was telling you about. Uh, she took care of me, so she would get my hair done. So, I've always had pretty long hair. And I've always gotten it, like, uh, pressed, you know, when you get the hot comb and you straighten it on out. So that it could be as nice and long as I wanted it to be. So, she would get my hair done every month. Every month I was at the beauty shop. Get my hair done. And, uh, she just, she really loved my hair. For some reason. Ooh. And, I mean, I liked it too, but I didn't know what to do with it. I feel like after a while, you can only do so many damn ponytails before you get sick of your damn self. And that's all I would do because I I didn't know what to do with her. Like, I told y'all I had, I had a phone. 
but I didn't like have the internet. Like the internet wasn't really the internet at the time. It just it wasn't. So I didn't think to go look up on the internet to go find hairstyles and shit like that. So I, I didn't know what to do with my hair, and I was like, I'm getting tired of this. She allowed me to get color, but at the time I was like, it was enough to hold me on to not wanting to take over my head myself and just do what the fuck I want to do with it. And then I got tired of that. Then I want to cut it a little bit. Let's let's do something different. Let's cut it. She did not want me to cut my hair. Like she didn't want me to cut it at all. And I was like, okay. I was like, so when can I cut my hair? She like, when you eighteen. At that point, you grown. I don't care what you do. I was like, okay. So I lived this what felt like an androgynous life style or gender fluid lifestyle. I didn't even say I was attracted. I was totally gender fluid. Like some days, you know, my hair is down or it's looking a little bit more feminine than it did the next day or I'm not wearing a hoodie as much as I'm doing. So occasionally like I'd be out places and uh no, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm totally getting ahead of myself. So, um fast forward to senior year. And um, I'm a little bit more into the guy, the, the person that I was telling you about, eventually ended up coming out as trans themselves. So they went from they, them to he, him, and changed their name completely. And that was my first introduction of a trans person. And the idea or the possibility that it was a thing. And so uh, senior year rolls around, I end up turning 18. Uh, at the uh, right, mm, right before the end of the school year, a couple months before the end of the school year. So uh, when I turned eighteen, I had a, I had a job. I had a job since I was sixteen. I was gonna say that because that's another story from the time of that part of my life. Right now, we're just talking about my introductions to how I became who I am today. So uh, my eighteenth birthday, literally the day I turned eighteen. I, uh, no, was I 18? I want to say I might have been 17, and maybe that might be why she reacted the way that she did. But I was one of them ages, 17 to 18, and I was, I had enough. I was sick of it. I had a real big obsession with Mohawks. So, whatever birthday that was, I was like, Mama, can you take me to the barbershop? Or there was a guy at our church. He actually cut her. He was the drummer at our church. He cut her. And I was like, I want a mohawk. He know how to do mohawks. Mom, can you take me to his house so I can get me a mohawk? So I went after school. I shaved my head into a mohawk. And I it was the it was nerve wracking. It was very nervous. I even told this man he ain't no thing he was doing because I was so nervous what the fuck was going on. But he cut it. And it, it just, it felt so great. Like, from the moment it got cut up until I got home or whatever, like, me and my mom went out to eat. It was just, it was a great day. I felt really good about my decision. I get home, and my aunt was having it. She wasn't having it at all. She saw it. She, it was like, she switched, right? So, she didn't like it. She stopped talking to me for the longest amount of time. Now, even though I said it's a story from another day, I'm, and it will be a story from another day, I'm not going to go into details about that, but uh, 
it was a lot of shit, a lot of bad shit in my life that just kept happening. It just, it made me very angry and hostile. Like, I just, I was over, I was starting to learn that I was getting over people. Like, I just could not stand being around people. If you weren't the people that I talked to on a day-to-day basis that I really connected with, outside of that, I didn't care for you. Like, I didn't care to have small talk. I didn't care to have meaningless conversations with meaningless people. So I thought, right? So, um, a lot of bad shit was happening in, in, in my life around that time. So after I cut my hair and that kind of like started a new chapter in my life, things just got great. Like, my aunt, she stopped talking to me for some months after I cut my hair. She was that upset. And she used to be the person that would wake me up and take me to school every day. She would be the person to, I mean, not take me to school, but take me to the bus stop, pick me up on the bus stop, you know. She'd take me to work, pick me up from work, things like that. So, um, when that happened and I cut my hair and she stopped talking to me, she said, I'm not doing anything else for you. Like, that's the end of that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But then I had to think about how I'm going to get to school, how I'm going to get to work. But my bus stop was literally at one of the schools that I went to. So, I told y'all, it was right up the street. Like, it was nearly a block, a walk. Well, two blocks. But, I mean, it wasn't nothing but a good walk. And then uh, my job was also not too far. It was I could walk to both of those places. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, you don't want to take me. At this time, I'm paying for my own cell phone bill. I'm, you know, I can buy myself food if I want to buy food. So I was like, okay. My mama, she still lived with us. We all still lived in the same house. She has always, from... As long as I can remember. She's always worked the second shit. Or like the overnight shit. Sort of kind of. But she would go to work at like 3 o'clock. Which would be like around the time I'm getting out of school. Which is why my aunt did all these things for us. So um, she would go to work. And then she wouldn't get home until right when I'm already sleeping. So um, I wouldn't really see my mom. That particular day, I don't know, it was like, it was my birthday or something. I don't know what happened. I think she had just got her schedule changed prior to this happening. The Lord be working in mysterious way. My mama has, like I said, from as long as I have known, my mama has always worked the same schedule. Even, like, she had one job for a while, and then she lost it. She got another job. She's always worked the same schedule. It has never deviated from anything. At this particular time... No woman had got her schedule changed to where she was going into work from 6 in the morning and she would get off at 3 o'clock. How did that even, like, come to play that when she, my aunt decided she wanted to stop talking to me and stop doing things for me, then my mama schedule changes and she can start doing those things for me. Someone would get me up, take me to school every morning because she had to be up and go to work herself at whatever time it was. So she would uh she would take me to the bus stop and then she'd pick me up from school, take me to work when I go to work, um, and then pick me up or whatever. So it just it kinda worked out that way. It was great and it, and slowly but surely other things in my life started started to just kinda go right, I feel like. Or I mean, it started to just feel a little bit better. I mean, I didn't have as much stress as I had, I didn't have things that were causing me to be depressed the way that it was. Things was just looking on the up and up. So I started to um, 
further fall into this whole notion. Like, I would think about, like, damn, what, what am I? Like, I still know that I only am attracted to women. And, but I don't know what I feel like for myself. But at this time, I had cut my hair, you know, and I was doing good. I was like, okay. So, uh, I'd be going out certain places, and I always wore a hoodie around this time. And when I'd be out, like, if I had my hood up and I was looking a certain way, you know, people would be like, oh, excuse me, sir, excuse me, man, boy, whatever you is. And I'd be like, mm, okay. So we would do it in a way that, you know, it'd be like, you trying to be funny. But then, some people would be like, you know, and it'd be like, oh, mm. It's kind of felt, okay. So fast for a little bit. And then I ended up cutting all my hair off. I got tired of, I did the mohawk, and then I decided, the girl that I was telling y'all about, she said that she liked people who had dreads. Or when I know it's fit time. So I decided I want to go and get dreads. I want to be everything this girl wanted me to be. I decided to go get them. I had them, but I didn't have nobody to maintain them. I didn't know how to do them or whatever. So I was like, hmm, okay. I ended up cutting those off. I just cut them all off. I couldn't maintain them. I couldn't keep them. And by the time that I had realized, because I could really just like wash my hair, took it down, and it had been done. By the time I realized that I no longer wanted to have them, and I didn't do nothing but just keep them up inside the ponytail, they had pretty much kind of started to lock a little bit. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just cut it all off. Cut all my hair off. That's when I really started to feel like that nigga, right? I started to feel like a little boy. Because, I mean, I started to look like a little boy. But um, I still wasn't calling myself a boy or a man or anything like that. And then I started to, I got into, I got into wearing a hot top fade. As I started, I seen Kid and Play for the first time. I know I was old. I know that movie had probably been out for a while. I ain't never seen that. I wasn't really into those type of movies and stuff like that. But I seen Kid and Play, and Kid had a hot top fade. And I was like, I wanted my hair to be as tall as that man's hair was. I, that was my goal for the longest. Like, I cut my hair into that, that particular style, and I let it grow. And I wore that same kind of style for, like, years or whatever. But, uh, getting off topic. So, I, cut, I had that hairstyle. Graduation rolls around, and the girl that I was talking to that I really liked, I had tried to, you know, date her for a while. She didn't want to date me. Same situation as first girl, right? No, but she, she just she didn't like relationships. She had an issue with commitment or some shit like that. I don't know. But uh, we ended up falling out. She ended up was going to the military, and so we uh, we fell out and that ended that so school is over um I got this job and I don't know what I want to do with my life man I'm just sitting here I I had got into school I had applied to a college I know I want to go to the furthest possible college I can get up to go to because even though things were going good in certain ways there was still shit that was just happening to me in my life so um I decided that I wanted to uh go to a school that was like four or five hours away. I was like, that's a good enough distance to where I'm far from the people that I don't want to be around, but I'm still close by getting the beat. And so I applied there. I got in. That was my plan. I was chilling for the summer. I was going to end up 
going there. But I didn't know how I was going to get there. At the time, my mom had did change her schedule, but eventually her schedule went back to the way that it was. Me and my aunt started talking again, but things had changed in our relationship. It was no longer the relationship that we had before all of that happened. And so um, it just became a strict thing of me just living there, trying to you know work and get through until I can get to where I wanted to go, which is to go to school, and finally have the freedom that I felt like I, I, I needed and I wanted. So, uh, summertime rolls around and I'm like, I no longer want the job that I had. It just, it was not serving me anymore. It was not doing for me what it needs to do. So I ended up getting a, uh, a different job at a different place. And, um, now it was, it was still close by, but it wasn't that good of a walk anymore. It was a little bit further and. I was a little spoiled girl, that's like I said, things always worked out the way and I don't have to do too much to get to where I need to get to, get done, right? So, I don't know, I wasn't gonna, I could have walked because, I mean, I knew where it was at. I could have walked there, but that just would have required too much more energy that I didn't want to give to it. I had to suck it up and rely back on my aunt to, you know, help me get back and forth to work. But now my new goal, but I need to get the car because even after this is over and it's time for me to go off to school, how the fuck I'm gonna get down there? Ain't nobody finna take me down there. My mama gotta work. She not missing work for real. I can tell you that much. She probably wasn't gonna miss work to do that. But I ain't, ain't gonna ain't probably gonna get me down there because her car wasn't all that reliable to go that far, I feel like. But I was how I'm gonna get down there. And then I don't even want these people coming down there for real anyway. How I'm gonna get down there? I'm like, shit, I gotta get me a car. I'm saving up, saving up, saving up. I finally get me a car. Mm. Things were working. It was working the way they were supposed to be working. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. I got these for you. See if you want to try to help you out. They're supposed to be a pain relief anti-inflammatory. I didn't know if you wanted to feel euphoric, if you wanted to feel energetic. What did you want to feel? So I just got something for you to try. See how it does, what it do for you. And then if you want, you know, what way you want to dabble and dabble in life? So this to get you high. It's to get you to where you need the mic want to go. That's what I said. See what happens. They have different ones, but we use this room. Black tie. This video is brought to you by Strawberry Queen at Black Tie, a local dis the local smoke shop. You gonna show it off? Hmm. Oh, that's not what this is. What you say, strawberry? Queen? Oh no, no! This video when I'm smoking on that's what strawberry queen. Oh, that is strawberry, but it's just it's uh, and it's uh. I guess they wanted you to be high to open it. Let me see. Let me see. It's uh, I hate that they're gonna be putting it on here. I want to say I got. I think it was. This is a hybrid. Are you open it wrong? Well, I tore it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you probably want it to close back, huh? You want it to close back? Uh, no. It's not going to do that now because the way it's open, so we just going to cut it. There you go. Uh, but yeah, that's a hybrid. It's a mixture of intensity, but so it should be like a, a neutral, what it says, a pain relief type feeling, depending on if you want to sleep more. You know, sleep better when you want to 
be more energetic, had energy through the day, we can work on that later. But back to my story, even though I kind of don't remember where I was at. Appreciate you. No problem. Uh, so, uh, I had got a job at this new place, and I have got a car, and... I was like, okay, now I'm finally stiffening. I'm putting my, my toe, my big toe, I won't say my whole foot, but my big toe out there into the adult world because now I am a legal adult. I am going to be moving off to a new city, going to school, doing things that what I feel like adults should do at that age, right? And things were great. And I, I'm at work, you know, at this time. I had, uh, once I got the car, excuse me, I knew that I needed to make more money than what I was making. I was making a decent amount of money, and it was doing well because I didn't have any bills for real. Now it was just like a car note and a home bill for real, gas and shit like that. All the stuff that I wanted to buy or whatever. But I knew I needed another job, so I ended up getting a second job. So I'm working two jobs and trying to save up money, and um, I would go to one job that paid the most, I would go there in the morning time and I would end the night at the very first job that I ever had. And that was my schedule every day, all day. Friends over the summer, people that I went to school with, you know, certain connections, folks like that, they hitting you up like, oh, hey, you know, what you doing? You want to hang out? I'm at work. What you want to do? I'm at work. What, what you doing? I'm working it, every day. I'm just, I'm working. I don't even know what the fuck I'm working for. Well, I did, but I didn't. There's a lot of shit going on in my life. So, uh, fast forward. And I had, I started that job in October. Mm, what's Yes, October I started that job. I had me a car by November. And December rolls around. And this girl joined the team at my job. And it was something about this girl. It's always these women. They just be everywhere. Just causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> so, my forehead is big. Jesus. Let me put this head down in a second. Uh, but no, so this girl, she starts uh, working at the job that I'm at. And at this time, I had been there for a couple months. And... The type of perfect that I am is that you're going to notice my work ethic right off the bat because when I have a goal in mind or when I have a particular focus, I will put my all into whatever I'm doing to get done what has to be done. So my particular goal at the time was to get this job, move up a little bit, establish more of a better work ethic or whatever. You know, just try to move up to make more money. Essentially, that's what I was just doing. just want to make more money. And, um, so I had became a manager at that time, or a ship, ship manager, and the girl she joined, and it was right around the time I was starting to get my own particular ship. So I had worked day shift for the longest there, and I worked the second job at, in the evening. When I got this particular promotion, I kind of had to flip it because they wanted me to be a night manager. And I had a little resistance. I was like, my schedule is it's already nice. I don't really want to vary from this because if I work this, if I skip the other job, I'm missing out on more money because it was more hours at the second job than the first job. 
But it was more money at the first job than the second job. So I was like, but we paying you more. I was like, you know what, you're right. So I'm going to do it. So I went up going over to the night shift. And this the, the girl that had joined the job, she was really working the day shift. Sometimes I would see her maybe on the weekends, but that's because at that time, um, I could work a, a little bit of a better schedule um, at this job. So I would see her sometimes. So we ended up having this big-ass meeting. We became cool, like, cordial enough to where we, we actually spoke a couple words to each other. And I don't know why I felt this compelling need to, like, protect her or be around her. I don't know. I felt it's like something was pulling me towards her. And I, I didn't understand it because I really didn't say much to this woman. Like, like I told you, I don't develop connections there easily. I don't feel compelled to people that I don't know unless, you know, of course, I know you. This was the first time I was ever meeting somebody that I felt compelled to be around their energy. And I was like, this is weird. So we had a Christmas party at this job. And it's, everybody from all the shifts came or whatever. People were still working, was working whatever shift there was. The people from the night shift would come and enjoy the party. So that particular day, it wasn't I wasn't supposed to be working that morning. So I just came to the party or whatever. She was there, whatever. And she had said something and told me her birthday. Anybody who know me knows that my birthday is the best and most important day of my life. Of course it is because it was the day I was born. Y'all was graced with my presence. Here I am. But um, she told me her birthday. And her birthday was the exact same day as mine. And I was like, oh my God, you're now my friend. I love you for life. Because anybody who shares that day knows that I mean, it's something about you if you share that day. Because that day is an awesome ass fucking day. Right? So I found out she had my birthday. But she was like two years older than me. So now I'm even more compelled to her. Like, now you share my birthday. So we became friends or whatever. We started talking. We would hang out. She actually ended up becoming the first person to ever come to my house. My family didn't allow people to come to our house. We didn't have a... um a, We had an old house. And it wasn't all that clean. Like, it's not like we was hoarders. We had, like, dirty shit. Like, we were clean. But it's just there's a lot of shit that we had in our house. And the way our house looked didn't look like how most people's houses look. And I feel like people... My family didn't want people to come over. And I understood that. Mm. But she was the first person to ever end up stepping foot into my house, aside from another friend, a, a cousin, really, family member. But, uh, like, we just, we became cooler and cooler. And I was talking to the other little girl in the town, but then I realized I was too old for her. I was legal at this time, and I was getting out of that mindset from being a teenager, talking to teenagers, to, to being an adult teenager, and needing to talk to adult teenagers. <laughs> I was like, let me leave a little young girl alone if I end up in jail. Can't go to jail over no shit like that. So, um, we ended up not talking. And I started talking to the girl that got my birthday. And, again, I'm still, like, trying to figure out what I am. I'm giving out very much masculine energy, very much so I'm that nigga and you gonna know it. And I feel like that's what a trait does. Because this is seemingly to be a straight woman that has never ever dated women and she was attracted to me but she was feeling she was feeling me so uh we end up talking dating moving she moved in with me chad we was on that roller coaster ride of what a lesbian relationship was baby first week we just met each other next week we're together 
third week we are moved in and we have a cat. We're that lifestyle. Which was um, crazy to think because I'm still living at home with my auntie. This auntie, the same auntie that's, that is no tolerance of this lifestyle you was trying to live. She's let this woman move in with me. Under the pretenses that this is a friend and um, she was losing her house, which she was. And, um, yeah. So, things just happened. But throughout the course of that relationship, I battled with the thought of, I feel like I'm a boy. I want to be a man. I want to be the man that's supposed to take care of you. But I'm not looking like no man. Like, it's nothing about me. It's like, my outer appearance isn't, you know, it's it's not giving what it's supposed to be giving. But I know my mental is giving what it's supposed to be giving. I'm that nigga in my head, which I mean, and I was with my actions as well, but I just didn't feel like I was a boy. And of course, people are still calling me by my dead name. People are still calling me she, her all of that and I didn't know what a transition looks like because uh, even the guy that I met that I was my introduction to it he shared certain things but he's not sharing these intimate details of the day to day life of how this happens so I mean we and her used to have conversations and we would talk and she would, I would like tell I ask her like you know how would you feel if you know I did transition or if I decided I want to be a boy like that was a freaking conversation throughout our entire relationship and she was always like I don't want that. Like, they, I didn't get with you because you're a boy and uh, all of this, that, and the third. And so, it's like, being that I loved her and I wanted this relationship to work, I was like, okay, I'm going to put this off. I, I feel like I can still, you know, I just need to step up and do more. And I feel like maybe that will change what I'm feeling on the inside. If I just continue to do more and put that foot forward of being that man and taking care of my woman or whatever then I would do that. But the more that I tried to resist it, the more that I just couldn't change the fact that I feel like I'm a boy. And now I'm finding videos, slowly but surely, of other people who have are transitioning. It's still not a lot to where it is. Like today, if you can go on YouTube and search it now, you see 12 people, 12 profiles, threaded from transition journeys. It wasn't like that. But maybe there was one or two more. And I'm like, I want to do that. But how do you go about that? I didn't know how to go about that. Um, eventually me and the girl broke up and, um, we just, we went our separate ways and now I'm, I'm thinking about that. But now I, I don't, I don't have money. I didn't no longer have a car anymore because I invested all of everything that I had into that relationship and trying to be the adult, to be the man that I knew I was supposed to be. And in the process, I lost everything. So now I'm starting over. And now I have no time to think about that. Now I have to get back into that mindset that I had when I had two jobs and I had a goal and I was focused. So, uh, me and the girl broke up, but we still lived together. We had our own place and we still lived together. We broke up. So now imagine you being with somebody who, you know, don't accept you for who you really are. Don't look at you the way that they that you would want them to look at you as. In this house, people that you don't now associate with because the ties that you have with these people, the connection, the bonds you have with these people, isn't the same anymore. And you got no job. Well, you don't have no car. And you got to rely on them now. I'm the type of person that I like to rely on people. I do not like 
to have to depend on somebody because if you depend on somebody, they go let you down. It's only a matter of time before they do. And I don't like to have that. Or, I mean, even if you, you know, you depend on somebody and they're reliable, you know they wouldn't cross you in that way, but you got to hear they mouth about church. Yeah, I don't like people hearing people's mouth evil. I don't like people. I still don't. But if I con- I'm connected to you, then I have a soft spot. So we were working at the same job because that's what we had to do. We shared one car through our entire journey together. And we had to pretty much get jobs that was at the same place because it's inconveniencing for one person to go from one job to come get you to go to this job. It's just too much. We work the same job, same schedule, same shift or whatever. Let me work this particular job. And, uh, and I finally, I had saved, I had just got so tired of depending on that and working a job that I didn't no longer want to work at anymore. I was like, I don't, I had never felt the way that I felt about that particular job that I have ever like normally I could push through any any feeling that I have about a job I could push through it for the sole fact of I want to get that money to get to where I wanted to go but this particular job I couldn't push past that feeling no more my mental capacity my emotions with everything that was going on my quality of life everything just it was it was a no so I made enough money at that job to go ahead and Give me a car, and I could change the trajectory of my life. And from once I got a car, I decided now my next goal is to figure out where I want to live. And I know I didn't want to keep staying at this place with this person that I am no longer with anymore. That it was a, a quote that kept going around that I kept seeing. It was like you cannot heal in the same place that you were broken. And so I was like, I can't be here anymore. I, I can't be in this place with this person no more. This, this is not the life that I want to live. Nothing is going the way that I want it to go. I have to get out of here. So, I essentially became homeless because now I knew that I I have, I wasn't going back home to where my parents, where my mom and my aunt was. I wasn't going back there because I had a point to prove in that situation. And essentially, now I have another point to prove to this situation. So, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll stay in my car. I lived in my car for... That was what? January? No. I got my car in February. So that was February of 2020. And I lived in my car for a good month. <laughs> a good month. Because it was April when I ended up having to go to um, the the mental institution and um things had got so bad in my head i didn't say that when i started smoking child i had started smoking throughout that relationship that's i was on another movie that's another story for another day because it's not what i want to talk about i just got so much to talk about and this is going way longer than i thought it was gonna go i honestly when i started this i was like child i only got like five minutes worth of shit to say now we're here almost an hour and a half in it and i can't stop talking so yeah, but uh, I got really bad in the head, and I had to go there, and then I just suck it up and end up calling on my aunt to, you know, move in with her. And now I'm still constantly battling stuff in my head and going through life stuff, but there's no time to sit down and just, in my opinion and in my thoughts, there was no time to sit down and 
focus on who I am and where I wanted to go with myself and how I wanted to view myself. Right now, it was survival mode. Get back to being stable. Well, I don't think I was ever stable at this point no more. But get to being stable, and then you can focus on you. And and I, I look up, and as months have passed, time has passed, and then I'm, I've gotten to what that aunt, and I had to move out and move to a different place. And now I'm just hopping house to house at this point. Going, just going crazy. I'm like, damn, every time I try to get stable and get to where I, get to where I wanted to sit down and think about, something happened to have to shift my focus to something else. So, time passes, time moves on, and I meet another woman. <laughs> These women, they just keep coming. I met another woman. And um, now this is the first time that I'm ever able to connect with somebody and articulate how I'm connecting with this person. And as I'm steady talking to this person and, you know, trying to get my life on track. They just let me know that I see you for how you are. Like, you don't even have to change nothing. And I, I know right off the bat what you are, who you are, and I still love you for it. And I'm like, damn, hold on, don't talk to me like that. Don't make me fall in love, shit. It's <laughs> gangsta for all of that. But, uh, so yeah, like, I meet this, this other woman, and she gives me the courage to step out into a new life. She took my hand, helped me step out into a new life, and started to, you know, talk to me and work with me through this process of me learning that I am trans. I mean, it's just plain and simple. As many of the thoughts that you had about who you are and you're not feeling that you are living in the right particular body, in the right mindset, that, hey, that might be who you is. And so, the more I learned about it, thought about it, I was like, fuck it. So, I, I finally got on Google, found out how I could become who I'm supposed to be. Contacted a doctor in November of 2021. Started my transition on December of 2021. So, yeah, that is the story of how I, Kingsley K.V. Devon, became who I am. I'm sitting here talking to you now. That was a long story. I don't think I've ever said all of that like that and kept it going, too. I don't try to say this story so many times. But, I mean, shit is therapy. She's just talking to you. Talking to my little patients. Canceling myself this minute. Um, see you. That's it for this particular episode. Um, uh, that's it. So, you know, stay high.